Welcome to episode 66 of the UK Run Chat podcast. I'm your host, Joe Williams, and in this episode, I catch up with Will and Emma from Macmillan. Macmillan have been five years as our charity partner now, and we, we all know the fantastic work that they do. Uh, it's nice for us to catch up with the team again to see what they've been up to and what is coming up in 2023. If you'd like to get in touch with us about the podcast, you can on info at ukrunchat.co.uk. If you are fundraising whilst running events this year, please do have a look at the fundraising pages mentioned on the podcast that are on the Macmillan website to help you with ideas on how to do so. Enjoy this conversation with Emma and Will and see you on the next episode. Welcome, Emma. Welcome, Will. How are you both? Hello. Good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very well. Hi, Joe. Nice to be part of this. Thank you very much for coming on both. Very welcome. Thank you. So, as I said in the introduction, you're both part of the uh, Macmillan team. I think this is year five now, I think, that we've been partners. Wow, yeah. Blimey, long, long before my time, but... Yeah, it's, yeah it's, time flies, time flies. Um, so, do you, although I've, like I said, I've introduced you as part of the Macmillan team, would you two like to just give us a quick intro to you and your role at Macmillan? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, my name's Will. I am senior program manager in the challenge events team so we're placed within fundraising marketing and um directorate of macmillan um and i guess our team yeah all about raising money through events and physical challenges um kind of i guess vision of the team is creating and partnering with a portfolio of the most exciting rewarding relevant events um you know think think london marathon cheerpoint think Tough mudder, mud and sweat, think Great North Run. That's kind of, that's our team. And, and my role within that is managing a mini team to, you know, to bring in those numbers, bring in that fundraising for Macmillan. Thank you very much. Um, and I am Emma. Um, I joined Macmillan nearly two years ago as an assistant in the team, um, but I'm now a programme manager and my main event that I work on at the moment is the London Marathon, uh, which I'm going to talk about a bit later. But yeah, just organising everything to do with Macmillan taking part in the London Marathon. Oh, is that is that all? <laughs> and a few other events, but mostly London Marathon. <laughs> just a small matter of London Marathon. Yeah, that's quite a big one. That's quite a big one. Yeah. So, started working for Macmillan. Were you, were you already Macmillan fans then, and, and did you already represent Macmillan, or how did it how did it come about? My personally, I I actually got into it supporting my cousin who worked at another charity, and I was studying in Brighton, and she asked me to volunteer at Cheerpoint, and I just ever since then I kind of just was really interested in you know that doing something physical, doing something difficult you know and receiving the support and the support obviously that runners get is pretty incredible Mm -hmm. so I think that's where I kind of had a bit yeah kind of fell in love a bit with um with challenge events and then um had some kind of you know family experiences as a lot of people do with cancer so the opportunity came up at Macmillan Cancer Support and you know I was you know leapt to the chance really of being part of a bigger charity and, and doing something good so yeah, been there, been here now four years, um, and it's it's best organisation I've worked in. Like I've just enjoy it. It's an amazing culture. It's amazing leadership team. You know, really good, really good values. And yeah, I guess just 
feel feel very set settled here and always good being part of like a running team because obviously then you get inspired to take on yourself yeah thanks will um i guess my story is pretty similar um did a lot of kind of volunteering and fundraising at uni um so i knew that was kind of something i wanted to go into afterwards um working for a charity um so it was my first job since leaving i started as an intern in a different team um and just really enjoyed my time at millen everyone's so lovely and obviously the cause is amazing and mm-hmm. touches a lot of people so it's great to be part of kind of one of the biggest charities in the uk um fundraising a lot of money um, for yeah. people living with cancer so yeah thank you thank you both um I've got to ask you, as soon as you're part of, before we dig into more stuff about Macmillan, if, if as soon as you're both part of the challenge events teams, do you take part in events yourselves? <laughs> we have, we both take, took part in a Tough Mudder event last year, which was really fun. It. Yeah. Took us about five hours to complete, you did the which big was one, hard. <laughs> yeah, the 15k, which is the most I've ever done in terms of running, but it was really yeah. fun. I'd like to do another one this year. Um, but yeah, Will's a bit more of a runner than me, aren't you? Oh, hardly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tough. A couple of photos came up from Tough Mother actually. Oh, they're awful. It was great. Yeah, and we we were quite VIP. We kind of it was a marketing opportunity for um for my colleague who manages Tough Mother. So we had we had a little crew follow us around. Yeah, we had we got to we got to hold the flares as we set off, and um, so added pressure I think to do a good job, but. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And yeah, I've I've done a few half marathons. I've got Cambridge half on the sixth of March. One of those nice. classics gets mm-hmm. to January, wants to sign up for something. Very unprepared, but <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. It's a big one, Cambridge, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it's a really good route across, you know, through the colleges. Um and being from Cambridge, I felt like I had to do my hometown half. So yeah. Rightly yeah. so, rightly so. What, what was your uh, what was your favourite obstacle at Tough Mudder? Both I I remember the Arctic Enema giving me quite a shock oh, when I did that it. Was, oh, yeah. yeah, so hard. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. I did like crawling through the mud under the barbed wire. I thought that was yeah. fun. One of the first ones. But yeah, the Arctic Enema was really really hard. It was so cold. Yeah. What did I like? I, I enjoyed seeing Emma just get absolutely like wiped out by by all sorts of different <laughs> obstacles. There was one in water, and it was like the, you know the things were turning in the water, and you yeah, had to like you had to get on it, and then the person below you then kind of momentum helped you get over, and then you had to do yes. vice versa. That was good, although I yeah. smashed my knee off that one and had a massive bruise. Um, but yeah. I feel like you can't really do a tough mudder without getting no, you're you're very bruised, getting, getting yeah, waddling. Yeah, I can remember when I've done it a couple of times. I remember one of the times we did my son's football team so we did the shorter one but there was one of the obstacles there was the volunteers and they had playing on a loop that song what's the matter you hey why are you look so sad? <laughs> you know, shut up at your oh, face yes. and it was just it was on a loop and you could hear it for about half the course <laughs> you, that's you distressing it. in itself <laughs> <laughs> you like had it on a loop in your mind still when you'd finished it was like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, very funny. They're great. They're good fun, those events. Real good fun. 
Yeah. They are. And you don't need to take it too seriously, do you? I mean, it's it's difficult, but it's the camaraderie of it, isn't it? Which is fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. definitely. If I, if I can do it, literally anyone can do it because I'm so unfit and really not that big in running, but I think it's really fun. <laughs> five hours is a long time. Five hours, yeah. It's a long time to be out doing that because you do get cold in between the, the obstacles. And yeah, cold and wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've just got to you've just got to kind of walk, walk, run. You know, really slowly, just mm. to kind of keep a bit of heat, and then save, preserve the energy for the for the challenges. Some are really random, though. Mm. Some are like holding holding a block of wood on your shoulder, yeah. and just walking ten yards. Yeah, yeah. But good fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you both. Thanks for your intro. You, so let's get stuck into a little bit. T- tell us a little bit about. I don't want to focus much on the pandemic and covid times but you you've had a lot of challenges at the and as all charities all businesses and everybody has had but charity sector specifically was hit really hard wasn't it I, I, what challenges did you get during the pandemic and then what was the impact on fundraising you know, how did you overcome those challenges god it was such a strange period of time just you saying it is just like and it fills you with kind of doubt, doesn't it? That word, I think. And I think for a lot of us, it was just making that trans- transition, you know, to working from home, to not delivering events. It was all very strange. But I guess all events, we work in events and all events were, were cancelled in 2021. Um, the problem was, obviously, they weren't cancelled by law. It was up to event organisers' discretion, you know, to calculate the risk, essentially, of putting on an event. Mm-hmm. which was quite ambiguous for our team because you think okay so is it happening are they communicating to our fundraisers are they you know are they not um so there was so much doubt mm-hmm. on whether they'd go ahead and as you can imagine um a bit a huge impact in terms of income uh was had for our team and it, unfortunate really that well, obviously unfortunate but i mean the fact that we live for working events and we weren't able to go and see our amazing supporters was was um was pretty rubbish for most of the team so it was a real like difficult transition period for us uh definitely and i think mm-hmm. um you know we only bought in six million in 2021 um in 2020 sorry so when the first um when it first happened yeah with you know and that's that's no events happening at all that's you know complete lockdown whatever it was um all the different stages but i think yeah the challenge was was dealing with dealing with cancellations, you know, communicating with our supporters who had postponed, you know, moving them on to other events, deferring income, you know, keeping them engaged, keeping morale up. And I just think it was really hard because we were, we didn't know, you know, what the next month looked like. So it was hard to kind of then, I guess, support our, our amazing fundraisers. So, Mm -hmm. so it's definitely challenging then trying to bounce back in 2021 when obviously there was still, still some issues, you know, what would the behavior of participants um who were taking part in 2020 and it was cancelled were they still engaged you know obviously safety was a big thing um you know how did the public feel about returning to events with five ten thousand people at them um yeah but actually we just not to you know not to focus too much on the negative it was actually a really good bounce back year for us uh, and we raised 25 million which was amazing and, and far better than obviously we'd hoped and i think what we what we saw was just a real increased appetite especially kind of autumn onwards in 2021 to get back so we were charity year for london marathon we had a big yes. team at great north run um 
so yeah we kind of managed to get through and i think um that was really important i think given that 2020 for not just for challenge but for macmillan as well was so such a struggle i think we were all just so pleased to to get back to doing what we love really You, you mentioned charity of the year there for london just tell us a little bit more about that yeah, sure. Emma, I don't know if you want to... Yeah, so... As LM, LM Queen. <laughs> um, yeah, so in 2021, we were Charity of the Year. So every year, the London Marathon, they choose a different charity. And that charity um, kind of headlines the event. So we had a lot more places that year. Um, we had more cheer points. Um, and it was just a lot. Um, more of a Macmillan presence kind of at the event so it was a really great way to kind of kick off the events again for us and um, make people aware of Macmillan on that day because we had some coverage on kind of the media and things like that so it was a great way to kind of yeah start with events again Um, but we still managed to kind of have a lot of places in London Marathon um, since then so as part of charity of the year you kind of get more places for that year but also for the years following because a lot of people kind of defer and stuff so this year we've got um just over 600 places which is great um as it's such a big event but yeah it was a really great year for the london marathon and we raised a lot of money one of the things that um amazes me as well is the number of volunteers that you get at those events like how do you man all those cheer points oh yeah definitely people love to come and cheer especially at a big event like the london marathon it's so emotional and inspiring to kind of see people doing that um so yeah this year we've got five cheer points so anyone can come and volunteer um and just basically cheer on runners doesn't have to be the macmillan runners just any runners going past that need support um and it's like a really rewarding thing to do and often people come year year on year and like to be at the same cheer point for example embankment's a really big one because it's kind of near the end so people like to kind of go there and cheer and help people that are struggling really near the end and motivate them to keep going who who blows all the balloons up at the cheer points (laughs) (laughs) we do yeah anyone uh we're that people. That, that's that's that early five AM start where we we're cable tying um, scrim to to railings and um, blowing up balloons and putting up sail banners, all of that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, we're I guess going back to volunteering. We're so fortunate that we have like a volunteer a volunteer team. So you know, events where we're not the Merlin team aren't present at them, we know that we're going to have a volunteer presence. So you know, integral to that kind of Macmillan presence on the day are our volunteers. Um, and sometimes it's them supporting us at 5am with doing the balloons and, and all of that. And yeah, yeah, we do get those people coming back every year to to uh, ring those cowbells and bang bang yeah, sticks brilliant. and all of those things. Yes, yeah, brilliant. Really brilliant. It does amaze me how many balloons you have up at, though, at those <laughs> cheer points. <laughs> if you ever blow balloons up for a children's party, you get you get light, light-headed blowing them all those <laughs> up, especially oh, at five yeah. in the morning. Very good. So it's good practice for us then, isn't it? It is. For when that day comes. It is indeed. It is indeed. <laughs> how, how did you keep your supporters engaged during that period? And, and how do you, on an ongoing basis as well? Uh, I think 
the stewardship is obviously quite a big part of what we what we do it's um yeah i guess that and marketing are kind of key elements of a program manager role but we we just kept communication you know as open as frequent as we could really so when we you know when we found out updates we'd we'd pop it in an email to our supporters um you know we have a database where we can you know uh monitor obviously all of our contact with with supporters and i think yeah we we just reached out really and actually our not our direct team but we had a a checking in um and this is really racking my brains but we the regional team kind of developed this kind of checking in program which essentially was was calling people throughout you know throughout our relationships so that's community fundraisers challenge event fundraisers um just you know um as it, as it's as the name suggests it's, it was just checking in calls and yeah checking how people were doing letting them know about the, the status of events um and just having that you know that catch up which was which was brilliant to have um and that really helped you know just picking up the phone and speaking to them um mm-hmm. and i guess moving forward to kind of outside of covid you know each um each event participant will steward so they'll get a series of um series of emails which will be you know mix mixture of fundraising training on the day volunteer asks all of those things you know um uh and yeah we just that's really really key to try and get them as engaged as possible through that support journey you know text as well phone calls mm-hmm. um but varies by event but yeah we we want to make sure that we've we're providing kind of as, me- as many touch points to to their journey as we can yeah cool keep it fluffy too yeah for yeah. sure. <laughs> how did you how did you perform in 2022 you mentioned 2020 and 2021 there if, if things can I'm, I'm thinking about you know events and how many people are taking part of them the last couple of years did did it did things improve again in 2022 they did yes so we i think it's still being reconciled as in yeah an accurate number but around 30 million we've raised kind of across third party mighty hikes and virtual um yep. which is which is great and i and we um we transitioned kind of from obviously from third during covid from third party we then we were getting more virtual propositions out the door like our facebook fundraisers we trialed and tested lots of different um virtual products you know um some RIP gone, didn't perform at all. Others, you know, really quick win in terms of income, you know, where plugging in the gap where third party events weren't happening. So we've kind of embedded that now into into our team. So, so yeah, in 2022, we had a, a separate team of kind of virtual um, do it yourself, you know, do it yourself fundraising. So you go and choose your own event. You yeah. get support from challenge events, but it's very much onus on you. Um, and then, yeah, our Facebook fundraisers really did take off and they were being churned out kind of one or two a month you know which were which was kind of inspired by what the current trends and our innovation team who were kind of picking out opportunities for us um like i say some some perform and some absolutely don't so it's all a it's all a test really and um we've got the kind of assurances i guess that we we are able to to do this testing within challenge there's there's budget for us to be investing in these kind of trial events so to speak and then if they perform great keep them on the program if not 
yeah that's it but yeah so we've we've um we've had a good year in 2022 and kind of onwards and upwards i guess for yeah for this good. year good that's positive for everyone very good mm-hmm. what does so what does 23 23 look like and um where are you where are your growth areas i mean you mentioned the mighty hikes that's how long has that been going for that was I, I noticed that because I fancy doing one of those myself. Um, yeah. yeah. What does 2023 look like? Um, well, in terms of new events, um, we're always as a team kind of looking for new opportunities, um, yep. new ways to partner with event organizers and expand the program. So this year, some new events we've got are, we've got a Henley swim series. So that's four different events across the summer where you can swim in the Thames, in the yep. nice part of the Thames in Henley. Um, Triborn's another big one that we've got um, a new partnership with so lots of events with them and then High Rocks as well um, it's a really popular one at the moment which we've just kind of partnered with so CrossFit events um, we're trying to kind of look into that okay. space and those kind of events so that's something new that we're looking at for this year um, yeah exciting yeah cool. are you signing up for that one Emma? I don't think so <laughs> CrossFit might be the limit for us. I don't think uh, that's for me just yet. Maybe uh, soon. <laughs> well, will yeah, the right. virtual events continue in 2023? Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. got, um, like we've said, we've got a whole team that just work on our kind of Facebook events and virtual events. So they have like monthly Facebook challenges that we do that people can just do in their own home or 10,000 steps a month challenge no sorry ten thousand steps a day um you know what i mean um so they do those kind of things and that's still going so we're kind of hoping to do that for as long as that works um right now they're still doing well and bringing in a lot of fundraising um and also as i work on london marathon we still do the virtual london marathon for people that might not be able to make it down to london people that just want to do it in their local area so things like that still Although yeah. they're not as popular as obviously they were in COVID, they're still happening and still bring in quite a lot of fundraising for us. Yeah, when when you speak to people, especially online about them, they're a bit marmite. The virtuals are some people mm. absolutely love them, and others yeah. others just don't. I and I think they've really found their place in COVID. They, I mean, they literally saved a lot of well charities, race organisers. They literally saved them um, and people because it gave them some focus when they when they couldn't take part in events. Um, and I think that that legacy of them, if that's the right word, has continued. And that's why people do still like taking part in them because they do like being motivated by them. Yeah, I agree. I think I think what probably happened was, you know, like I said, events events just stopped altogether. Yeah. You know, it was what can we, what proposition can we kind of test now? Uh, let's get out the door quickly. And I think as it's become more part of, lots of charities portfolio you know it becomes a bit more saturated but at the start yeah if you could get one out you know out the door really quickly huge success i mean we we had a really successful event in 10 day 5k um which was 10 consecutive days of 5k which is yeah and and what that had was it had a very clear kind of this is what you need to do over 10 days you know i think no ambiguity about what the event was it was it was clear yeah concise you got your medal so you kind of try to recreate that kind of community and you're doing it as part of a team, which is obviously off, often something that you don't get with a virtual. 
um, yeah. that, that kind of sense of belonging. But that was that raised. I don't want to give an exact number because I will be wide of the mark. But hundreds of thousands, and we did it over um, two or three different campaigns as well. So that Very was good. great. That yeah, was really yeah. good. And but then since that's kind of been slightly on the decline, so it's like looking at what else can mm-hmm. can come in. You know. Yeah. So yeah. What's a um, what, what's coming up in spring? I mean, we're, we're already a week into February. Um, what what have you got coming up? We've got, I think, the first one in the program is the Brighton Half, which is at the end of this month. Yeah, that kicks things off for us. Um, followed by, like Will said, he's taking part in Cambridge. Yeah. Um, Brighton Marathon, London Landmarks early April, and then the london marathon at the end of april um so yeah all starting soon so we're all kind of getting ready for going to some of these events and Mm -hmm. packing up our kit bags full of our balloons (laughs) ready to be there (laughs) so what what does it look like in um in terms of your support for your participants in the couple of weeks in the lead up you know do how are you communicating with them so say people are running the the um Brighton half at the end of the month for you what 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 kind of what what would people expect if they're representing you now in that event um, I think normally so for our kind of stewardship people mm-hmm. get emails in the lead up say three weeks to go two weeks to go one week to go with a lot of mm-hmm. logistics about where we're going to be on the day where to look out for us what you need to do to collect your number things like that so that's all covered on kind of email and then um we like to send out kind of good luck postcards for some events so i know that isabel who manages the brighton half was literally writing some postcards yesterday ready to send to people that were taking part just to kind of say good luck thank you so much for running with mcmillan um nice and Very then with nice. some events we call people as well for bigger events to say good luck and how are you feeling because i think it just gives a bit more of a personal touch as well if you're kind of got any last minute questions you want to ask someone it's often yeah. good to kind of speak to them on the phone mm-hmm. do, do you have meetup points at the end of so I can remember it, the big ones that you do, don't you? Yeah, we do for for some events. If there's like an event village, yeah. um, which is tends not to be the ones in London, but ones in other cities and other places, mm-hmm. um, we'll be there. We'll have a stand at the start and the finish. So at the event village, where people can come and get a t-shirt if they didn't get one, send come and say hello to us. We'll often have snacks and refreshments, and it's really nice for us to see exactly who's taking part and kind of put faces to names we've seen on our lists of people so it's a really nice way to engage with everyone and um yeah it's a really nice part of being there at the end and saying thank you so much well done um yeah that's a lovely part of the job have you have you noticed um i bet the answer is yes to this but you you've you've gone from london in october to london in april this year you know Mm. just telling us all that you've got coming up so I, I, has, has that been a challenge because you've had such a, a shorter amount of time to, to do everything because I, I guess you'd usually have a year wouldn't you yeah we would normally have a year in between so um the six month turnaround has been quite tight this year but I think it hasn't made a difference to people mm-hmm. wanting to take part um because the London Marathon is such like a big bucket list event we've yeah. still had just as many people signing up so many applications people wanting to run um so that side of things has been completely fine 
um it's just more kind of yeah the logistics for us the quick turnaround but when we book things for october we just booked them again for april because they were so it's so yeah. close behind so everything's kind of in place and um yeah we're just really looking forward to being there cheering everyone on on the day and we also have like a post-race reception at the um near Westminster and like a venue where people can come and have massages after the event and food and stuff like that um, after the marathon. Very nice. What's the other, what's, what are your other big, I guess, what would you call them? Like tier one events for the year. So London's obviously that, um, I think GNR got mentioned before. What, what are they across the, beyond the spring and how are they performing? Spot on with tier one, Joe. You must have heard that from me. <laughs> but yes, yeah. So um, our other tier event, tier one events are Edinburgh yep. and Great North Run. So we've got EMF in end of May, which is performing really well, and Great North Run in September. And I think because I guess Great North Run is such a bucket list event, you know, it always performs, performs yep. really well for us. Um, Edinburgh. I love Edinburgh. It's amazing, yeah, because obviously lots of different distance options, um, brilliant route, although you're not actually running that much in Edinburgh, are you? You're kind of up Holyrood Park and then you're out um, yeah. along the coast, which is nice, which is where we're going to have a few cheer points. We, um, I think with our, with our big events, we get much more kind of buy-in from across the charity. So, you know, a bit more structure, more pro- project groups are kind of put in place, as is for London Marathon, you know, where we we really kind of draw on the support from that expertise, you know, local to local to the event. So in Edinburgh, we've got obviously our regional team who, you know, able to like source us freebies, like bananas and biscuits. We had literally like a van load of jammy Dodgers, which we had to take up last year. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the regional team, which was great. And we definitely didn't use them up either. So we've got loads of jammy Dodgers left. Um, have we where are they (laughs) it's perk up there i think they're on the 12th floor emma oh okay i might be wrong or do we give them away don't give them away but (laughs) but yeah they they obviously they do more than just sauce us jammy dodgers but they um they're a great kind of yeah local expertise and they offer support kind of on the day they get their families in on the cheer point um and they actually often know the event better than the kind of manager you know because they've done it year on year so yeah. so yeah we we're really fortunate to have that kind of those big teams supporting us and giving us food recommendations for when we're up at event weekend you know where's yeah. a good place to eat in edinburgh and yeah yeah do you, you you mentioned that your cheer points there along the coast are they yep We've yeah. got two, yeah, we've got Seaton Sands and I think Gosford House, which are both the, the final two. Yeah. Are on the coast, yeah. Remember that well. Remember the rain coming sideways with the wind running oh, on the yeah. coast. It was lovely. Very windy. It was lovely, yeah. <laughs> did you jump then, in the sea afterwards or not? Some people do. Really? No, no I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. Well, actually, it doesn't really finish by the sea. I'm thinking Great, it's great North, they do. So finish yeah. the South Shields. Yeah. I'm getting my tier ones confused, but yeah, they have a little jump into the sea afterwards, which is crazy. It's, yeah, especially saying that, it's, it, I was going to say, especially with how cold it is up north, but I, there's been a couple of GNRs that have been really warm. Yeah, yeah. yeah last last year was good. Yeah. Yeah, sun was shining last year. We um, 
Yeah, we have really packed um, event marquees, which are laid out by the event organisers, you know, for each charity. And, okay. and depending on obviously your partnership with them, you you get a bigger size um, tent, more tables, all of this thing. So we had we have really big um, marquees for both EMF and Great North, uh, and obviously invite everyone along after it and offer food, drink, massage, tea, coffee. Yeah. And it's great. And yeah, we had a lovely, lovely day last September. Um, often is in September though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I remember. It, it can I, be. Yeah, it was it was really warm that weekend, wasn't it? When it fell on GNR, it was surprising. Even even yeah. though yeah, you're right, September we do tend to get a, a, a nice a nice September, don't we? Well, what what else do you get up to then on event weekends? What does it what does it look like, and how do you how do you prepare as a team? We've mentioned little bits about setting up cheer points and stuff, but it must yeah. be logistically quite a lot to do. Yeah, so we normally we normally send about two people to kind of an average sized event although the big ones there's like maybe five of us go um so normally we would travel to the event either by train or in the car um pack up the all the kit bags and have them with us and then if it's somewhere far away we stay over have a nice little dinner and then wake up really early normally to set up so I think of an example of one say we're at the Leeds half marathon yeah we'd wake up really early get to the event village um find our plot where we've got like a marquee or a little gazebo mm-hmm. and we just have to kind of Macmillan brand the whole thing so we've got our balloons that we've talked about we've got our banners bunting leaflets and information kind of booklets that we can give out to people um and also snacks for the runners so like I said, people either like to come before and say hello and maybe get a banana and a tea or something and then do their run and then come back and see us again and tell us how it went. Um, so we've got to set that all up and then we like to wait till we've seen the last person. So we kind of normally send one person to go to the cheer point and um, meet the volunteers that have kindly come out to cheer them on as well. And then we'll um, see the last runner, pack up and then head back and it's always such fun we love taking part in um all the events it's one of the best things that we get to do we normally do about four or five event weekends throughout the year each yeah 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 i bet i bet it's fun i bet it's lots of fun going away as a team yeah get to see loads of different places as well that i wouldn't have been to before so it's a great way to see the uk yeah what what are you um Give us your fundraising tips because times are times are hard for everybody at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> so, yeah. what 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 tips have you got? Have you got any new tips for for people who are listening who are who are fundraising? Um, what are you seeing people do? Have you got any examples of new stuff that anybody's done that's um, that that's not a marathon every day like Gary McKee did for you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, no. Which um, is amazing, by the way. But have you, have you got any amazing. other tricks that you're seeing that other people are doing that people could, could do? We normally say that the best kind of fundraising in terms of people trying to fundraise for an event they're doing is if people are getting kind of something back for when they donate to you. So if that is taking part in a quiz, so they're going to buy a ticket to the quiz and you're going to put on a quiz and they're going to get the experience of going to the quiz. Or if that's 
a bake sale where someone's going to get a cake for their donation. Yeah. We normally find that things like that work really well for people to make the most money. So kind of providing an incentive for people to donate to you mm-hmm. um, always goes down really well. So like I said, bake sales always go down so well in offices, outside your house, um, sweepstakes, often a really good idea to kind of add yeah. a bit of competition to the fundraising. So if you're taking on um, an event, asking people to maybe make a donation and then guess your finish time, yeah. um, contacting your local media is really good as well. Kind of like reaching out to your news, local newspaper and radio stations to kind of mm-hmm. see if they're willing to get behind you and your fundraising. Um, that often works really well in kind of smaller communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, even things like if you're creative and kind of, like doing craft or something like that kind of making things to sell mm-hmm. I think you could, there's the sky's the limit in terms of what you can do we've got so many resources on our website that if people are struggling they can go on and have a look at some ideas um but yeah I'd say in general just maybe thinking about what you can give them in return for donating good tip where, where, where's those resources where can people find them so they're on our website under um, fundraising. So just Macmillan website and then under kind of fundraising, there's different loads, of different tips. There's five tips to kickstart your fundraising, fundraising online, fundraising resources. So we've got like a, a whole um, kind of portal where you can order kind of bunting, your own balloons, your own kind of different resources to help you. Um, yeah. So yeah, make sure that you get on there and see what we can help you with. Yeah, I think um, I think also just like with you know times are difficult and you know costs of living and there's definitely kind of apprehension around that. I think um, we were speaking a couple of weeks back in a team meeting about um, obviously rather than kind of always asking others response yeah. you if times are hard to kind of like say you were to buy you were you used to drink a coffee every day and you were trying to limit it like instead of then getting that coffee you'd self-donate to your page um that way obviously you're supporting your own run with money that you would be spending and then obviously the the burden isn't always on your donors to kind of splash out and to give you to support you in that way so um that's always a good tip you know if, if there's something you're looking to cut out kind of you know where you would spend that bit of extra money self-donate yeah. and, and self-donating on your pages is always good because if people see that there's money on your page then they're also more likely to to fundraise and to give you more money which is good yes if if uh, listeners or anyone else in the community wanted to represent Macmillan but haven't yet where, where can they see your events and where, what they can take part in sure so um we have a whole kind of director of all our events. Um, if you go on to, if you just kind of Google Macmillan running events, yep. you should you should be able to see kind of a, a link to our charity runs, um, but not just our charity runs. Um, if, you, if you kind of go through to charity runs and browse our events, you'll see all of our different events split up by discipline. So, you know, you've got your running, cycling, hiking, swimming skydiving if you if you're that way inclined virtual fitness uh, all of that uh all kind of date ordered as well so you can see kind of everything that we we have to offer and again that's quite near to that's in a similar section to where our ways to fundraise is um you know once people sign up 
you know, there's T's and C's as they sign up. There'll be a registration fee for most of our events. Um, as soon as kind of they hit sign up, they're then, you know, part of our journey and, and we'll, we'll get kind of that support from us up until race day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lots to, lots, definitely lots to offer and lots of different, um, different ways to get involved, which is, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Do, do you not fancy the skydive well? Oh, no, I've got a, oh, I've got a bad track record with skydiving. Oh, have you? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. No. Not one for the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna leave you hanging with that. He's left us hanging. Okay, I'll have to tell you on our next catch up, Joe. Yeah, um, <laughs> okay. so not for me, not for me. However, we are hoping to push a couple of challenge challenge event staff out of uh, planning to do it for a bit of marketing material. So, okay, you might see one of us not do me. It, it won't be me, Emma. Not, not you no, either. No, no, yeah. too scared. <laughs> Would you do it, Joe? I. I I have actually done one. My my lovely wife bought it me for Father's Day a few years ago, so I had no choice. It was off the, was off the kids. Um, yeah, the 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 fifteen minutes, however long it takes you to go up to ten thousand feet, is the worst experience of your life. Because I'm scared, yeah. I'm scared of heights, and it was just absolutely horrific. Looking down, thinking, "Oh my word, I'm going to be coming out of this in a minute." But yeah. the actual experience of doing it is one of the best things you ever do. It's it's really, it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre, <laughs> and, and unlike anything I could ever explain. But anyway, I yeah. agree. I do agree. I mean, that shuffling out of the plane for me is the worst bit but yeah by then you've got very little choice you know what yeah. you know there's one outcome but the yeah. uh the the hour sorry the minute hour the minute free fall is like you say indescribable isn't it it's amazing and then yes yeah it is and then is. comes the dizzy bit yes uh, i'm not convinced still <laughs> Where um where on social media do people now engage with Macmillan? If you give us those handles and it... it's just Macmillan Cancer now, I okay. believe. Yeah, yeah, we've just got one um kind of central Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So yeah, find us there. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much, both for coming on. It's been lovely to chat. Thank you so much for having us. Having yeah, you're welcome. Great. Yeah, great to great to catch up. Yeah, listeners, um, t- take a look at those fundraising resources. Take a look at the events where you can represent Macmillan. And um, thank you very much, both. We'll thank speak you. Again soon. Cheers, Joe. Thanks, Thanks Joe. a lot. Cheers. Bye, guys. Bye.